listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome everybody to Earth Oddity Podcast, a weekly deep dive into the news you really care about, the weird, the odd, sometimes the fake. <laughs> Here I am, I'm Tiny. <laughs> This is John Long across from me. Howdy. Let's uh, do it again. What we got this week? Well, I guess the first, how was your week? Uh, my week was pretty good. Now, it is it is currently raining right now. It's been raining all week long. <laughs> For some reason, we have moved to the Pacific Northwest. You know? <laughs> yes. I don't get it. <laughs> I signed up for high heat and humidity, not <laughs> constant rain. Right. I don't get it. But I guess in one way or in some way, we need the rain. Uh, probably fills up our aquifer, aquifers and all that good mm-hmm. stuff, our lakes and everything. But it has rained every day. I've already committed to the fashion. I've got my flannel shirt <laughs> and my ripped jeans. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start listening to indie albums on vinyl and everything. Yeah. Yep. No, I got you. Uh, I did. I undertook a big project and you were at work. Otherwise, I would have roped you into this. But when I got home, you weren't at work. Deidre decided she wanted to take our garage fridge and move it inside mm-hmm. and take our inside fridge and move it to the garage. The old fridge switcheroo. The old fridge switcheroo, which we could have done when we moved in, but for some reason at that time, uh, the fridge mm-hmm. inside was fine. Yeah. So I had to do that. Yeah, did you get it done? I got it done. Dude, the- I really hate that I didn't know because I actually have one of those uh, furniture dolly things. Oh, yeah. It would have made it so I'm, much easier. I brought home a dolly. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> no. Okay. But the only help I had for the first hour of this project, because it was a multiple hour project, mm-hmm. was Hudson. And Hudson hasn't developed a lot of muscles I was about to say, scrappy guy, but yeah. he's, he's... He's a little bitty. He's <laughs> yeah. like his daddy. I don't have a whole lot of muscles either, you know? <laughs> right. And so we couldn't get the thing to tilt back on the dolly the fridge to tilt back on the dolly oh, man. <laughs> so i would have to lean it back while he put blocks underneath it basically to you, get see, it. you had oh, to do yeah. that to lean it oh yeah see all i would have had to do is step on that back I know, axle i know and that thing may have like catapulted <laughs> it was it was wild and i was by the end of it i was mad you know, mm-hmm. because to me, I had no problem with the inside fridge. Mm-hmm. The inside fridge problem is that the water and the ice and the door doesn't work. Right. And for my princess queen of a wife <laughs> to open up the freezer part and get ice out by hand and then walk over to the sink and fill your glass up with water was too much. Couldn't <laughs> do it. Could you not like just fix it? Well, it was the the auger inside that pushes the ice out right. is broken. And okay. it was beyond me how to fix. Like I would have had to buy a whole new box thing and put it in there. I forget who I'm speaking yeah, to. <laughs> You're talking to hassle-free John, right? John just goes and buys a whole new refrigerator, exactly. top of the line. That was my idea. Okay, <laughs> my idea was, Deidre, here's what we need to do. Let's go buy whatever fridge you want. You want a fridge that shows you what's inside of it yeah, on the get, door? Get 
the invisible yeah. door fridge. That's fine with me. It links we, up to your phone. Let's go buy that. And then we can take the fridge that you don't like that's inside. And give it to Tiny and, and let, sell it. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I don't think Tiny has a garage fridge yet. And I don't. if he doesn't, the, and the neighborhood finds out, people are going to laugh at him. You know? And I was like, and we'll just give him that fridge. Right. Or we'll give it to my parents. Now, my parents have a garage fridge, but they're moving into a new house. They may want a nicer garage fridge. I see something. what you're saying. You know? So, and then maybe I get that. Garage yeah, yeah. Then we give you theirs, <laughs> right? <laughs> Is that like a southern thing? <laughs> yeah. Because my in-laws now they're not Bell Mead, sure. You, you know, but they have a garage fridge. Yeah. So no, yeah. I think garage fridges are just a southern thing. I <laughs> yes. guess because if you're Baptist, that's where you keep your beer. You know, <laughs> right. everybody knows that. Also, you could be in your garage. Yeah, doing who knows what. You could be changing your oil. You could be building a pine box derby car. Yeah. And you don't want to like walk inside no, for something to drink. No. Yes. Tracking like, sawdust through the house. Say, that's like a good 20, 25 yeah. foot away. You yes. can't do that. You just got to go to your garage fridge. By the time we got it done, I actually sent Shane Spiller a text about this because uh, I told him we, I was about to undertake this project. Right. During the middle of it, I sent him one and was like, I, we may get divorced. And I was like, if you see me taking a sink bath at the office, just know I'm living there. Okay, don't worry about it until I get a plan together or whatever. And then I texted him accidentally a picture of the filter out of the fridge because for some reason we had to get a new water filter for the fridge that was in the garage. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we haven't used the water part of it in a year or two years. Is it even hooked up? No, not in the garage it wasn't. But and you need I, a filter. I, yeah, I thought it was fine. <laughs> now, which, I don't know. I was just mad. But finally, we got it all done. Then I had to act like I wasn't mad while it happened because he was like, you were getting really frustrated. I was like, no, no, it's just how I am when I work on stuff, you know? <laughs> yes. I'm kind of quiet and everything. <laughs> but we finally got it all fixed. But I was sore. Still am a little sore. Like my shoulders and my neck and stuff, I'm sore because mm-hmm. I don't work out those muscles that much, so. Anyways, it would have been great if I had a really huge friend that could pick up stuff <laughs> home at that time. But I wanted to get it done. I, like I said, I've tried to be a better husband. I was say, when was this? When did this take place? This was Thursday. All uh, right. If it's after three, then yeah. Yeah, it was, was Thursday. I was, working, I was working afternoon. I immediately got home from work and started on it. And mm. literally, we finished switching everything out, changing all the food out and everything at about eight o'clock at night. Oh, man. I mean, it was horrible. And it was hot, you know, because it had like rained all day and it was humid. I was sweating. And you still don't have like on. invisible door fridge. No, no we don't. Could have bought a, to me, to go and spend, I don't care, like $1,000 on a fridge mm-hmm. would have been worth every amount of effort. <laughs> I put right. into it. So it was fine. But my wife was happy. And I, trying to be a good husband, I was like, I'm not going to delay this project because it's something that she wants done. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to bite the bullet and I'm going to do it because I love my wife and I want her to be happy. And boy, it was not good. <laughs> but she really was happy. And I said multiple times, I'm so glad this fridge is in here. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like in the long run, my frustration my cussing under my breath and sometimes out loud in front of my entire family (laughs) (laughs) was worth all of it. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, anyways, that's how my week was. Gotcha. How about yours? It was fine. Uh, Like I said, it rained all week. I really need to cut the grass, but I can't cut the grass (laughs) until it quits raining. Have you seen the lady across from me? 
Yes, I right. have. <laughs> She's been trying to cut her grass for like four days. It's like knee high. It's a good thing that our yeah. homeowners association doesn't do anything. I know. Because she would have been kicked out by now. <laughs> I was switching the cars around yesterday because we took the Avalon back to Fayette. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she was mowing. Yeah. And I think she has an electric lawnmower. Which an electric lawnmower <laughs> versus her level of grass is not good. <laughs> no. And she was stopped, like cleaning something out from underneath it. And for a moment, the Boy Scout in me was like, You need to ask her if she needs some help. And then I was like, I got other stuff she going can on. Say yes. Yeah, I was like, I got other stuff going on. We're about to get back to Fed. We got to make it back because yeah. Mama was cooking lunch and I can't get all up on a, a project for her. But she was out there before it started raining today cutting gotcha. too. I was like, Well, well, since I couldn't cut grass, instead I spent my Saturday with a PlayStation Vita. Okay. I, I scored one here actually several months back, and it's just been sitting in my drawer. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't done anything with it. But yesterday I was like, okay, I can't cut the grass. I've got all day. I'm going to hack this thing, put all my emulators on it, put all my ROMs on it. All right. And it took me all day to wow. do it. Now, being a nerd... You loved I was every loving moment every it. moment of it. Gotcha. Even the frustrating parts where I was having to troubleshoot, and I'm like, sure. why isn't this program working and stuff? Well, the, I guess the bad thing is, is that every hour or so, my wife comes and checks on me, and she's like, you're still doing that? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm still doing it. Please go back to your Hallmark Christmas in July marathon or whatever. <laughs> now, explain to me like a non-nerd, what a PlayStation <laughs> Vidya, is that what you said? Vita. Vita. Yes. What is it? The PlayStation Vita. Is it V-I-D-A? That's Vita, by the way. Vita Blue is a picture for the, well, for a lot of teams. Well, it's A's. V-I-T-A. Oh, okay. Vita, yeah. All right. Which I think I think means life. Okay. Which is funny because the console died immediately. <laughs> it just didn't catch fire. But it was the predecessor. Is that okay. what comes after? That comes before. Before. What's the thing that comes after? The successor. Yeah. The PlayStation Vita was the success for successor <laughs> to the PSP. Okay. Which is the PlayStation Portable. I got you. All right. I've actually, I've got it right here. Reach it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I remember yeah, seeing those. Yeah, that yeah. thing. All right. They're like, they go for like $200 wow. used. I scored that one for 120 bucks. Oh, well, savings. <laughs> but the cool thing is, is that uh, if you can get one for a decent price and then you can hack it, you can it'll run all your old stuff, and nice. it's like a, it's just a great little handheld gotcha. console you can play all your games on. Huh. All right. Yeah. Well, fancy. <laughs> now it's hacked, <laughs> so I can play Super Nintendo. I can play. Uh, I can play Super Metroid okay. while I'm sitting at the doctor's office. Sure. <laughs> well, that's what we all want to do when we're sitting at the doctor's <laughs> office. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Anything but get your prostate checked. Yeah, I don't. What time? I was thinking about this the other day. Like, what age do you have to start getting that done? <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up because I was thinking about this today because yeah. I actually went to the doctor here a couple of weeks back. I was told it's 40. I was too, I thought, but nobody's but ever brought I've it up. I've never had a doctor ask me. Right. And I just assume it's because I'm me. Like, I wouldn't want to check my <laughs> prostate either. <laughs> I feel like I'm a good candidate. <laughs> Everyone would want to check mine, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And also, I know there's some people out there that, you know, a prostate check would be like a Friday night for them. Sure. But I'm not one yeah. of those people. It's different for me. Yeah. So I'm not in a hurry to ask the doctor. Right. Well, I know I. it's not like I live with a, a lady who is a nurse at the cancer center. <laughs> yes. Know, and I could ask to, to, <laughs> to see what the time frame is on this. But I feel like I'm inching closer to getting it done, mm-hmm. which is no big deal. 
I mean, I, I don't care. If, I'm sure I would feel different yeah. if I had cancer. Sure. But at this point, there's a part of me that would rather have cancer. Now, I heard somebody say once that if you're a man, it's not a question of if you're going to get prostate cancer. It's a question of when you're going to get prostate mm. cancer. But it's a very treatable cancer yeah. if you catch it earlier on, early on. So that's why you need to have your... You need to have, you have the to old the old chair up the tailpipe. They got check your oil, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, so I don't. I would rather them find it early than wait right. till later. I don't know. So. And there's no other test. Yeah, really. That's <laughs> the other. Yeah, yeah. Like we went to the moon in 1969, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, can't, Allegedly, can't we? <laughs> can we figure out how to get this done another way? Yeah. Like, does it have to be so hands on? Is there not a scam we could do or something? Or how about this? This is, why why a finger? Yeah. Can, can we not get like a, a sensor? <laughs> well, I don't like know. Like an itty bitty teeny tiny one, <laughs> you know? I kind of would rather a finger, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> you know? I want us both to be invested. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just think maybe it's 50. I don't know. Okay, maybe so. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'll let them test me. I'm not, mm-hmm. I, I have no shame. So it's fine with me. I tell you what. I will make it as awkward as possible. How about this? For the next week, dudes out there listening to this, I want to hear your prostate story, your prostate check stories. right. You can be anonymous. Sure. But you would be helping us out. Yeah. And letting us know what's down the pike. For the, no pun intended. Uh, Yeah, for... uh, for the health and safety of this podcast, <laughs> yes. we need we need this information. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could probably call up Deidre right now and she would let us know. Like, right. no, it's 50 or 45 or whatever. But yeah. I would rather hear it from, like, uh, legally blind people who do <laughs> sure. a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Called, that sounds funny. Yes. I would rather them write in. Yeah, you want to talk about being surprised if you're blind <laughs> and you get it done. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, that's a big surprise. <laughs> but if you don't think I will make jokes, that will make the entire procedure awkward. You're you don't know me well enough for everybody. So I did when I had to get my vasectomy. Uh-huh. I did. I was like, hey, you know, do I need to go ahead and clean up down and you know, like run the old clippers over it or <laughs> something? You know, if y'all need me to. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, no, we'll handle that. I was like, no, I don't think you know what you're working with down there, buddy. <laughs> he did not think that was funny at all. <laughs> not so, at all. Yeah. Huh. But anyways, have I told. Like the only guy that will put you to sleep when you have a vasectomy in our town mm-hmm. uh, has uh, he has hepatitis, and so <laughs> you have worth to, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you have to sign a waiver saying, yeah. "Okay, I understand that you have this, and I could potentially get it or whatever." Yeah, which apparently you didn't do mine right. So <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I had a kid afterwards. <laughs> Who's mine? I've done the DNA check. Oh, you, you did? did? Oh, yeah. Okay. I told Deidre I was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's smart. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not paying for a kid that I don't have to. <laughs> I mean, you know? you know what they say. What's that? Uh, mother's baby, daddy's maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always, anytime Libby does something, I'm like, she must get that from a real dad. You know? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what about odd news this week? Oh, I got some good. I got some good ones. <laughs> I got some good ones. There are watermelons growing on Mars. <laughs> okay. If you didn't know, <laughs> a guy got swallowed by a whale. I've All heard right. this story before. I was before. about to say, we talked about this in VBS when I was a kid. <laughs> yes, that's right. And then we got a guy who got an interesting tattoo that got him in some trouble. All right. Yeah. Well, I've got a story about a show coming to NBC. I have a story about a wife who put a hit out on her husband 
on a installment plan. Okay. But I wanted to start with this one. None admits to stealing over $835,000 from her school, John. Wow. Almost a million dollars. Do you know why she stole this money? I, I have no clue. To help finance her gambling habit. Okay. That's understandable. <laughs> yes. Look, we've all had a few a bad run during a football season, okay? <laughs> yeah. oh, this comes from CNN. A now-retired nun will plead guilty to wire fraud and money laundering charges for stealing more than $835,000 for gambling and other personal expenses from the Southern California school that she ran, federal prosecutors say. Wow. Mary <laughs> Margaret Cooper, Cooper, I would Kruper, say. 79 years old, Los Angeles resident, violated her vow of poverty during a 10-year period in which she pocketed tuition money, fees, and charitable donations intended for St. James Catholic School in Torrance, California, according to a plea agreement with U.S. Attorney's Office for the Central District of California. She was principal for nearly three decades. Cooper's attorney, Mark Byrne, said Thursday that his client was very remorseful. Well, <laughs> you yeah, always are when you sure. get caught. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been there, yeah. And when confronted, she accepted full responsibility for what she had done, and she cooperated completely with law enforcement and the archdiocese. Byrne said in a statement that Kruper became a nun at 18 and dedicated her life to helping others and educating children in archdiocesan... Is that how you say that? Sure. That sounds right to me. (laughs) The Catholic school's in that area, that diocese. Yes. Unfortunately, later in life, she began suffering from a mental illness that clouded her judgment and caused her to do something that she otherwise would not have done. She is very sorry for any harm that she has caused. What's a mental illness? I mean, <laughs> she just likes playing the ponies, right? Laundering itis. Well, I guess gambling, there's a, a gambling addiction. You can get addicted to that. Yeah. Is but that can you considered a mental illness, though? Well, I don't I know. Don't know. I have no idea. Hmm. I don't want to slight anybody who has an addiction that is considered a mental illness. I don't know. I'm just saying. Seems like a flimsy excuse to me. Mm -hmm. CNN has requested comment from the Los Angeles Archdiocese. Kruper was charged Tuesday with one count of wire fraud and one count of money laundering. Federal prosecutor said under the agreement, she pleaded guilty to carry the she pleaded guilty, carried to the charges, which prosecutors said carry a maximum 40-year pre- federal prison sentence. Oh, you can't put a nun in jail, you know? Well, they might. Nah, just give her an ankle monitor, you know? <laughs> During her 28 years as principal, she oversaw funds the school received, including cash and checks for tuition, fees, donations, according to the plea agreement. It says here that she fraudulent, fraudulently... Diverted. Man, I cannot talk today. What was the word again? Fraudulently. I think I got Look, it that time. I'm going to have a lot of trouble today, too. Uh, checks and cash intended for the school into two accounts that she controlled to pay for expenses that the order would not have approved, much less paid for, including large gambling expenses incurred at casinos and certain credit card charges, according to the agreement. Oh, she was pulling the slots then. <laughs> yes. Uh, she also directed school employees to alter and destroy financial records during a financial or uh, audit. Wow! So she was audited. Yeah. She was like, "Hey, y'all! <laughs> hey, we need to shred these <laughs> we right now. We need to shred her now, yesterday." <laughs> but she's sorry now. So sure, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, we have all sinned and fell short of the glory of God. Okay, I've never sinned to the tune of eight hundred thirty-five thousand dollars. No, I really need to step up my game. And as a friend of mine pointed out, gambling isn't specifically listed as a sin anywhere in the Bible. It's frowned on. <laughs> no, definitely frowned upon. <laughs> but, 
Agreed. But that just come right out and say, don't bet on football games, hey, which was his point. If you know you're going to win, is it gambling? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but stealing is, so yes. she's wrong on that front for sure. Right. Yeah. Man, that's tough. Does the Catholic Church carry an official policy on gambling? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I have no clue. Because I know in Baptist churches, which, I mean, Baptists believe in the autonomy of the local church. So we you do. can go to one church that loves gambling. Sure. And another church that hates it. Right. Probably not going to happen. No, yeah. But generally among Southern Baptists, it's frowned on. Do you remember there's a church that's right up the road from ours, and they had they were giving away a bass boat or something <laughs> yes. like that? Yes. Well, so you talk about some people that got mad over that little <laughs> raffle. You know? Yeah. I mean, got super. Super mad about you know, it. It just so happens we know somebody who was behind that. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah. They got super mad about it. <laughs> We're just giving away a bass boat for, you know, you just buy a chance to win. Mm-hmm. That's not gambling, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it a raffle or was it come to church and win it? We're going to have a drawing. Yeah, but I think I thought you had to buy a ticket or something, too. Maybe you did, but for some, but I, I, I did not go to this church. Yeah. I had no shot at a bass boat. <laughs> no, me either. <laughs> But for some reason, like when it was talked about, I was under the impression that it was just, hey, we're going to have a drawing okay. for people who come to come church. Come to church. Yeah. Okay. That's that's Which more, is a great way to yeah. get people in your church. Yeah. Not a great way to have the other churches continue, around you. Yeah, to continue to disciple people. <laughs> no, unless like, you get, unless you unless you got the funds to just keep on giving away bass, bass boats. boats. Yes. Let's say like you show up, you come for like a month, and then they do that drawing and you don't win. You're like, I ain't ever come back here. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, the Lord didn't want me to have a bass boat. <laughs> then of course if you have a bass boat, you got to go fishing on Sundays. That's what everybody does, right? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you know? What if what if whoever won that boat they start going fishing on Sundays. <laughs> That's right. The Lord wants me to fish on Sundays, y'all. <laughs> I'm down here passing out Bible tracts at the boat dock, okay? At the launch. Um, you can worship God anywhere. That's right. I'm closest to God when I'm out on that water. Oh, <laughs> when I'm out on the water. I like Peter. <laughs> yeah. I only cast on the right side of the boat. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Well, let's talk about another Bible story, okay? okay? Shout out to my mom who put this in the Facebook group. Somebody else put it in the Facebook group, but but my mom put it in there before you, so she gets credit. And she's my mom. Right. Whoever else put it in there, so you're not my you, mom. Even if you were first, yeah, she right. would still get the credit. Yeah, you may go back and pull some some timestamps on me, but I'm giving credit to my mom every time. Okay? <laughs> Greatest mom in the history of the world. Okay, a Cape Cod lobster diver describes being swallowed by a whale. Wow. Yeah. And this story has audio to it. So I don't know if you want to put it in there. Uh, the audio you put in, <laughs> if you're not in the Patreon show, well, you missed an audio. I was out walking. I had to stop. <laughs> I was out on my morning exercise the one day it wasn't raining at like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, and I had to stop. <laughs> Why? I cut that clip way down, too. <laughs> It's such an absurd thing to listen to. I know. There's only like 25 people who know what we're talking about. Shout out to Nicole, who was going through the Starbucks drive-thru. Yes. <laughs> and it started playing at that point, right when the barista was handing her coffee. They're used to that down at Starbucks. Back to Jonah. Yeah, back to this Back guy. to the Bible. 
Uh, he was a commercial diver, and apparently he dives for lobster. I thought you'd call it lobsters in cages like you do crabs, but I don't know. I have, Maybe these are free-range lobsters. <laughs> I have no idea how lobster catching goes. Right. Okay, I guess they have to dive down and get the trap, right? Yeah, I guess. I well, mean, Americans, so. we would just pull it up on a, on a well, chain. Well, he's in Massachusetts. <laughs> okay. You know I can't say Massachusetts, right? <laughs> Massachusetts. 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 Yeah, Massachusetts. He's yeah. in Mass. He's in the state of Mass. <laughs> the Northeast. Yeah, he's up there. A commercial lobster diver who got caught in the mouth of a humpback whale off the coast of Cape Cod on Friday morning said he thought he was going to die. Oh, man. Michael Packard, who's 56 of Whale Fleet, which is W-E-L-L, not W-H-A-L-E, which would have been ironic, <laughs> uh, told WBZ-TV uh, after he was released from a Cape Cod hospital that he was about 45 feet deep in the waters off of Provincetown when all of a sudden I felt this huge bump and everything went dark. Oh, snap. He thought he had been attacked by a shark which is common in the area waters, but then realized he could not feel any teeth and he wasn't in any pain. Hmm. And then here's a quote from him. Then I realized, oh my God, I'm in a whale's mouth and he's trying to swallow me. And I thought to myself, okay, this is it. I'm finally, I'm finally going to die. And his thoughts went to his wife and children. He estimates he was in the whale's mouth for about 30 seconds, but continued to breathe because he still had his breathing apparatus on. Then the whale surfaced, shook his head, and spit him out, and he was rescued by crewmates in the surface boat. <clears throat> his sister, Cynthia Packard, originally told the Cape Cod Times that her brother broke a leg, but he said later that his legs were just bruised. Charles Stormy Mayo, a senior scientist and whale expert at the Center for Coastal Studies in Provincetown, told the newspaper that such human whale encounters are rare. Humpbacks are not aggressive, and Mayo thinks it was an accidental encounter while the whale was feeding on fish, likely sand lance fish. So hmm. there we go. So once again, the Bible's proven right. <laughs> okay. For all the skeptics out there. Suck it, atheists. That's right. <laughs> and I would say to Mr. Packard here, if the Lord tells you to go to Nineveh, you better go. Right? <laughs> yes. I mean, you better go. Okay? <laughs> and then just accept whatever happens. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, he's going to be working with you. Uh, that's wild, though, to think about it. I'm glad he didn't have to start a fire. Yeah. Inside the whale. <laughs> That's true. To get spit up. That's true. Um, you know, I would imagine if you, once you realize you're in the mouth of the whale, I you have to be like, this is crazy. You know, like, Hell I, yeah. I, I don't know that I would think about dying as much as I'd be like, okay, well, what's my mission project? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, where am I going to get spit out at? <laughs> you know? I don't know. Is there anything you can, like, I know it says that just everything went dark. Was he able to move around in there? Or? I would, a whale, like a humpback whale is pretty big. Yeah. I would imagine you could stretch out a little bit. Man, I don't know. It's just start. You don't want him to swallow you, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That'd be bad. But the whale, of course, a whale is a mammal, so it's intelligent. It probably knew it had something in his mouth that wasn't supposed to have mm -hmm. in his mouth. It's like your dog when he bites something, you know, <laughs> right. picks up something he's not supposed to. He knows. Mm -hmm. Oh. He was like, well, let me get on up to the surface and let this guy Or out. I know, like, like if if I took a bite of something and something started moving around in there, yeah. I'd spit it up quick, too. Sure. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. That's true. You got to think he's eating fish, so there's probably a lot of flopping around going on. That's true. Yeah. You know, he's probably like, this This is, doesn't feel quite right. Mm -hmm. This is not a fish. 
And he can just be thankful that it was a humpback whale, yeah. not a sperm whale. Sure. That would have been really bad. <laughs> Very gross. <laughs> Very gross. <laughs> All right. Well, well once move. again, the Bible's right. <laughs> just want to prove, point that out to everybody, okay? Everybody said that couldn't happen. There we go. Yep. There All we right. Go. Next story here. Wife arrested after allegedly agreeing to have husband killed on an installment plan of $100 per week for 40 weeks. Okay. Very affordable. That is an affordable <laughs> I plan. I mean, you can't get, we were talking about that this morning, you can't even get like furniture from yeah. like that rent-to-place <laughs> own for that kind of that kind of rate. Rent-to-own furniture is uh, is a scourge on society. It preys <laughs> upon the weak and the people in poverty. So, uh, just so everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. Cheaper to have your husband killed. But cheaper to have your husband killed than buy a living room set at a rent-to-own place. <laughs> yes. There you go. A Pennsylvania woman has been charged in a murder-for-hire plot after allegedly trying to have her husband killed on a payment plan. Claudia Carrion, 44, stands accused of criminal solicitation to commit homicide after she allegedly tried to hire an undercover detective as a hitman to take out her husband, who she believed was abusing her and her family as well as cheating on her with several other women. All right, now. Bad. Doesn't sound like a great guy. No. No. If that's true, you know, we're taking the word of someone who was hiring someone to kill That's him. true. So, uh, <laughs> yes. But we've done an alarming amount of stories of women trying to pay someone to kill their husbands right. on this show. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me wonder a little bit about Deidre, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Is she trying to get a hit up on me? Well, I don't think you typically, I mean, now look, you know, women can kill people too. Maybe they just sure. get away with it. Yeah, of but course. From yes, what they do. we have seen in the news, it seems like a woman is more apt to go hire it done. Yeah, yeah, they do don't it take herself. matters into their own. Men hands. are much more DIY. Yeah, when it comes true. to stuff, you know, sure, they're not afraid to get their hands dirty. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, she was arrested and charged Friday after an undercover operation was conducted on Thursday. Police claim, according to a criminal complaint reviewed by local independent news station WFMZ, the defendant described in detail why she wanted her husband killed before paying a $100 deposit. Sure, a security deposit. <laughs> yeah. I want first and last month's rent up front. Authorities allege that Karen originally agreed to pay $4,000 for the value-priced hit, but that during the meetup, she expressed an inability to pay the amount in full. After some negotiations, a payment plan was agreed upon. The deposit was paid, and she was arrested, police say. The purportedly scorned wife also allegedly admitted to police that she paid the deposit using five $20 bills hmm. and that the remainder of the balance would be paid off in weekly installments, which, I tell you what, if you hire a hitman, yeah. first of all, good luck getting it for $4,000. That's a cheap price, I would you can pay on a weekly basis. Yeah. No, that's a flexible payment plan. Yeah, but let's just say you do you do you are able to hire a hitman for this money. You better not be late on the payments. That's true. Yeah. No. Don't don't go thinking that you're gonna pay your first few payments and then just be done yeah, right. and let it go to like, you know, yeah, no, it's gonna end up on your uh, credit report as a charge off account. Yeah. Yes. No, it ain't happening. Uh, but law enforcement says that she told them this wasn't her first attempt to off her husband. Oh wow, she's stupid. You know, <laughs> why would you tell them that? When they put the cop the cuffs on you, yeah. they tell you straight up front, yeah. you don't have to talk. No. You can be quiet. Yeah. But I mean, getting a housewife to be quiet. I mean, ah, that's true. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> she allegedly told an investigator after being arrested that she previously attempted to have a hitman kill her husband, but that the first attempt didn't work out. 
I'm guessing he wasn't as flexible. Yes, <laughs> right. no, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he wanted half now and half, sure. half after the deed. Police allegedly became wise to Carrion's efforts by way of a confidential informant who was being used by the Allentown Police Department's vice squad, the outlet notes. That informant eventually led to the detective posing as a relatively cheap assassin who then visited her to discuss the macabre plan in her own home. The defendant was arraigned just after midnight on Friday and is currently being held at the Haley County Jail in lieu of a $500,000 bail. Her next court appearance is scheduled for July 8th before Lee County Magisterial District Judge David M. Howells, Jr., uh, the Lee County District Attorney's Office has not so far accounted for whether or not the husband's alleged abuse has been or will be investigated. Police, however, claim that Carrion never contacted them about any such allegations. Her son also said that she never wit- said that he never witnessed abuse. Okay. Still, Joshua Carrion told WFMZ that he feels like his mother is being framed. I mean. How do you? Well, I mean, if you paid money, yeah, right? If you gave a security deposit to an undercover officer, you're not being framed. And I would just assume that they've got audio tape, video sure. tape of all this stuff being discussed. It's still tough to to come to grips with your mama trying yeah. to hire somebody to kill her husband. Yeah, I can see you know? that. Yeah, he said that his mother loves her husband and brought the man to America from the Dominican Republic because of that love. It's not like that. I feel she's being framed. She's a Christian, you know, like very religious. Sure. Super religious. You know who else was religious? That nun that took $800,000. You know who else was religious? (laughs) Judas. (laughs) Before he took 30 pieces of silver. No, we got a ton of examples of religious people doing stuff wrong. (laughs) That's not an excuse. (laughs) Turns out. Religious people can be just as sinful and bad as other folks. Uh, That's right. Yes. My family, my family, we never do harm. We're all, you know, innocent. We don't have no criminal records or nothing. Later in the interview, Joshua said that he never witnessed abuse. Never, never. No, they were always happy, so I don't know about that, he said, referring to the abuse. Under Pennsylvania law, criminal solicitation of homicide is a crime of the same grade and degree as the most serious offense, which is attempted or solicited. Okay. Man. So she's going to be probably gonna convicted be for murder. Yeah. Yeah. Should have should have committed that crime in somewhere like Nevada or something. Sure. Alabama, <laughs> I imagine we're probably loosey-goosey with that. Yeah. If convicted, she could be charged with the same severity as someone charged with murder. Capital punishment in the Keystone State, however, has more or less been effectively abrogated since mm-hmm. the late 1990s by a dent of executive distaste with the state killing people. In 2015, Governor Tom Wolf announced an actual moratorium on executions. Death penalty cases are still pursued by some local prosecutors, and death warrants are still issued in some cases, though their real-world import is nil. The woman's husband has not been named by authorities. Uh, Law and crime reached out to Lee County officials for additional details, with no response was immediately forthcoming at the time of publication. Well... She's screwed. You know, I, mean, like, I don't know another <laughs> yeah. way to tell her boy that, but your <laughs> yeah. mama's screwed, you know? Also, if you can get someone to kill someone 
like sub six figures. Yeah, would, it's got to be yeah. a sting. Like it's it can't be for real. I would think yeah, the price is at least got to be in the tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. Four thousand is cheap. I think ten thousand is cheap. Oh, I mean I you're agree. talking about killing somebody. I agree, yeah. but I think you could probably find a, a crackhead or a meth head mm-hmm. that thinks ten thousand is all the money in the world. Who's going to get busted and then roll over on you? Sure. And so you're going to be in jail. Well, today. that's when you disavow all knowledge, right? You got to know how to cover your tracks <laughs> yeah. leading up this, okay? <laughs> Don't text them. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, nothing electronic. Everything has to be handled in person or over the phone using burner phones. Remember that uh, Robert Kuklinski dude? I do not. He was a, I want to say serial killer, but I don't think he technically, I, mean, I guess maybe by the FBI rules he qualifies, but he was a hitman for hire. Okay. He killed hundreds of people. Sure. And he finally, he was called the Iceman. He finally oh, got... Oh, yeah. Now I remember the Yeah, Ice he Man. finally got caught and he's talked a lot about it and he said he would not get out of bed for less than six figures. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But he's probably taking care... He ain't taking care of somebody's husband. He's taking care of probably stuff like not. the yeah. mafia and all that. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, a little more high value targets, I guess. <laughs> right. Uh, well, let's talk about Mars. Okay. Okay. New York Times publishes, then deletes an article claiming watermelons were found on Mars. (laughs) All right, buckle up. The headline from the New York Times said, Fields of watermelons found on Mars, police say. The police know about it. (laughs) I was going to say, how did the police know? (laughs) I don't know. Now, this is from Tuesday. It says, uh, the New York Times is having a strange day. This afternoon, the prominent newspaper published an article making a a surprising claim about exobiology, that watermelons have been discovered on Mars. Uh, This is a quote from the article. Authorities say rise of fruit aliens is to blame for glut of outer space watermelons, read the story, which was deleted less than an hour later after it was published, according to a partial cache of its contents on Google News. The FBI declined to comment on reports of watermelons raining down, but confirmed that kiwis have been intercepted. That's another quote <laughs> from the article. Um, the, story, the story is terribly, this story is terribly boring, it read. The byline on the story was, unfamiliar, was unfamiliar, attributing the report to Joe Schmo. The article quickly disappeared and was replaced by a message saying it had been published in error. Of course. How did it even even get wrote, uh, written? After the story initially ran, a New York Times spokesperson provided some clarity about the strange article. That was a timely question by your <laughs> on your part. Very good. Earlier today, a mock article intended for a testing system was published on our site in error, she said. The article has since been removed. In other words, it sounds as though the article appeared as some sort of content management system test that was accidentally made public. Needless to say, there is no currently available evidence of watermelons or any other life on the Red Planet. However, several NASA missions and a rover sent by China are still investigating the possibility of ancient life on our planetary neighbor, and scientists say it is possible that microbial life still lives there, likely deep under the surface. If there is any evidence of fresh produce on the red planet, though, it is not yet publicly available. Well, Mars is a big place. It is, right. I mean, come on. Well, here's the thing. 
there are 100% watermelons on Mars, <laughs> but the story got out and they they found that it was alarming to people and now they deleted it right. and said this is this was all just a, a test. Yeah, this is all going to be in the UFO report that's supposed to be coming sure. out towards the end right. of this month. I guarantee you the dude from Blink-182 <laughs> has probably already eaten a Mars watermelon. <laughs> It's funny that you bring him up, Tom DeLong. Yeah. I was listening to his Joe Rogan interview that he did, I don't know, three or four years ago. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, now he says some off the wall stuff. Yeah. He is definitely out there. But dead gum, if he didn't say some crap that ended up being true, sure. It is shocking. Well, uh, I don't, personally, I don't like watermelon. So do you like watermelon? <laughs> I do. I don't, watermelon, one of the few foods I just, I do not like. Mm-hmm. I'll try it every now and then just to see if I do like it, but I don't. I don't know why. Of the melon family, yeah, watermelons are my favorite. Well, I got some other favorite melons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of those, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not just not a watermelon guy. I don't know. It's like sloppy to eat and it just doesn't mm-hmm. taste that great to me. But other people love it. Maybe so. just never had a good one. Maybe I need a Mars watermelon. You need a Mars watermelon. Me, yeah, to put me over the top on it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I will eat a cantaloupe. You know, mm-hmm. I like a cantaloupe. Those are pretty good. But I'm just not a big watermelon guy. Never have been. Hmm. I'll eat some watermelon bubble gum every now and then. Okay. I don't hate the watermelon taste. Right. I, I don't you know. just don't like the juice running everywhere. Yeah, that's just and it's like and the seeds, seeds, the seeds in are it, annoying, and the texture is kind of weird too. I'm just not a big watermelon guy. I don't mm. know why. I the feel like as I, a southerner, I yeah. failed. Yeah. You know, but that's my one thing I don't like. The only thing I don't like about watermelons are the seeds. Yeah, and I tell you what, if I was a billionaire, like if I was Jeff Bezos, sure, and I, I would have people cut watermelons. And I would eat only the heart and yeah. nothing else. Yeah, like the very <laughs> right. center of the melon that's no. all red and juicy and there's no uh, there's no seeds there. Yeah. I well, would eat that and nothing else. When you're on Bezos level, you just get people to take the seeds out for you. <laughs> you're like, if I see a seed. Yeah, in but this, that watermelon meat isn't as sweet as the heart, yeah. though. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I'm like, say I don't have a lot of watermelon experience. Y'all can have the seeded watermelon <laughs> meat. I only want the heart. Have we not, through science, developed seedless watermelons yet? Yeah, but they're not like seed, truly seedless. Okay. They're like less seeds. All right. And maybe sometimes they're like little bitty baby seeds that you can technically eat yeah. and swallow. They're not hard. I always heard if you swallowed a watermelon seed, you'd grow watermelons in your <laughs> stomach. Yeah, I heard that from my grandpa, but turns out he was full of crap. That won't happen. <laughs> Are you sure? Maybe you have watermelons I'm, growing in you. Maybe I maybe I have huge watermelons. Maybe I've got a huge one right here. <laughs> right. They're growing on Mars. They can grow in your tummy. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, the next story here is John. Do you like slip and slides? I love them. One of my all-time favorite yard toys is a slip and slide. Yeah. Yes. Well, maybe you would be a huge fan of NBC's newest show, Ultimate Slip and Slide. Oh. Which unfortunately has been the production has been halted amid report of an explosive diarrhea outbreak on set. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least one slip and slide crew member tested positive for Giardia, a microscopic parasite that, when swallowed, causes diarrheal disease. Oh. Talk about a summer bummer. Production on NBC's upcoming game show, Ultimate Slip and Slide, has been halted indefinitely after a crew member on its set in Simi Valley, California, tested positive for Giardia. People can confirm the shutdown, which began on June 2nd, when producers were made aware of at least one crew member's positive test. 
At the time, only a week of scheduled production was left on the series, which is set to premiere after the Summer Olympics. Giardia can be found on surfaces or in soil, food or water, and has been contaminated with feces from infected people or animals, according to the Center for Disease Control. To determine the problem, water on set was tested by a third-party environmental lab in cooperation with the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health and Ventura County Public Health. Those samples from a well, pond, slide pool, water trucks, and restroom sinks all tested negative for Giardia. Results of additional testing came back on June 10th, 10th showing Giardia in the set surrounding area. It is not known how many people have been affected by the parasite, citing a person with knowledge of production, The Wrap, who first published news of the shutdown, reported that up to 40 crew members fell violently ill, experiencing an outbreak of awfully explosive diarrhea, <laughs> diarrhea, some collapsing and being forced to run into porta potties. Okay. <laughs> wow. Representatives for the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health and Ventura County Public Health did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment, but a representative for the Universal Television Alternative Alternative Studios, who is producing the show for NBC, gave a statement to people. The health and safety of everyone on our set is our number one priority. Blah, blah, blah. We've heard all this. Uh, Ultimate Slip and Slide is currently slated to premiere on Sunday, August 8th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern after the Summer Olympic Games closing ceremony. After the Olympics, Ultimate Slip and Slide will transition to its regular time slot on Monday starting at 8 p.m. The show takes Whammo's iconic backyard water slide game and transforms into a real-life water park full of gigantic slippery rides with the chance to take home a big cash prize and a case of diarrhea, <laughs> NBC <laughs> press release said. Well, I feel like they're they're going about it all the wrong way. What you need to do is say, you know, welcome to Ultimate Slip and Slide, sponsored by Xlax. You <laughs> yes. know, and get, get Ultimate some, Stinking Slide. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get uh, get some sponsorship going here. <laughs> yeah, I think this show would be huge in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely. Well, I've never heard of Giardia, mm-hmm. you know, but I've had some friends that probably have gotten into it before. <laughs> right. Some roommates in college, for sure. If I'm not mistaken, Giardia is uh, one of the few parasites that can slip through a life straw. <laughs> okay, it yeah. is. For real? <laughs> for real. Is that like honest <laughs> to goodness? Yeah. Okay. Unless, now, look, maybe they've like developed it better since then, yeah. but several years back, I remember they were... I was just I was listening to a podcast about the life straw. <laughs> what an exciting podcast. <laughs> it was stuff you should know, so it actually wasn't bad. I think the name of the episode was Is Life Straw uh, the greatest invention of this decade or something yeah. like that. Because, you know, other places like in the world where they don't have access to clean fresh water, you can go drop off all these straws and suddenly and people, people aren't, you know, yeah. dying of, you know, dehydration anymore. Sure. But they, I think, I think well, it catches. What does it say on the thing? Like it catches ninety nine point nine percent of all waterborne pathogens. Right. One of the things that I think, one of the few things that can make it through, I think, is giardia. Okay. So then you have diarrhea. You become dehydrated and you die anyway. Yeah. So it's like really. But it's worth the risk. Yeah. Pick I mean, your poison. Right. <laughs> I say. Yeah. You're you're going to die anyway. Yeah. Now, I would <laughs> much rather drink <laughs> yes. and take my chances on getting explosive diarrhea yeah. than not drink at all and die. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's fine. Um, 
I'm not a big fan of the life straw, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather have a regular water filter. So. Well, I would too. Yeah. But I, t- I mean, it's good in a pinch. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that. I'm yeah. not going to take one when I go, though. I mean, I, there's enough water around here. You are all right. Yeah. You know, I actually have a Stara pin. Okay. And it do works. You trust good, it? That's the but, UV light thing. Mm-hmm. Does that, do you really trust that? I don't trust that either. I know people <laughs> say it works, but it just seems to me that's a little too easy. Well, now look, if I had a cup of raw sewage, no, sure. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't trust it. But, but you, know, you got out here to your you, creek. Yeah. Behind your you house got, to do well, it. I, I don't know if I trust this creek. <laughs> There's been too many spills. We got an oil spill. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Not to mention there was like a. Something to do with the sewage. Sure, uh, heard about that too. Yeah, Clean so, out on that. So no, I wouldn't trust this creek out here behind okay. my house. But like, if I if we're out in uh, Sipsy Wilderness, yeah, I would probably trust it out there. Okay. Which they say that it doesn't. Ki- I mean, it doesn't get rid of that stuff. That stuff is still there. It just, just like kills it, it. Yeah, and makes it to where it can't like multiply. Okay. Well, that's talking uh, backpacking <laughs> water filtration <laughs> systems with John and Tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's move on. Now, this is a somewhat sensitive subject. So for our younger listeners, you probably want to tune out. Um, Just because we're talking about a sensitive area of the male anatomy. Okay. Okay. We're not talking about, that's it. This is just a body part that God gave us. And uh, we're talking about that. And God doesn't make mistakes. Yes. An Australian man is jailed for 19 months after getting a tattoo on his testicle. <laughs> okay. okay. Do you want to guess what the tattoo is? Black Lives Matter. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, Tiny, it was a swastika. <laughs> Opposite end of the spectrum. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was way off. Yes. <laughs> this guy, clearly right ball, I mean right wing uh, person. <laughs> Uh, an Australian soldier has been jailed for 19 months after tattooing a swastika on his testicle. The 29-year-old alleged neo-Nazi from from the oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me back up. This isn't Australia. This is Austria. <laughs> Austria. Okay. Yeah, he's Austria. Makes a lot more sense. Okay, <laughs> being Austrian. Uh, the 29-year-old alleged neo-Nazi from the Austrian town of. Skanked Viet de Glan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wild that it's der Glan. Uh, Went on trial in the city of Klangfurt on the 8th of June. The court heard how he drank almost two bottles of whiskey before his brother tattooed the band symbol on his scrotum. The band symbol? Uh, yeah. It's, There's a, there it's a, band over there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, Germany, Austria, all that. They're... They've tried to distance themselves from right. the swastika, unlike the South and the rebel flag. <laughs> we, we've had a tough time distancing ourselves from that. By but the apparently way, there are, there are still bands of Nazis. Yeah, I guess. right. Yes. In addition to his tattoo, he was found to have posed for photos with Nazi material at the Bunker Museum Wurzen Pass, drank Hitler-branded wine, and posted Nazi propaganda online. He is said to have posted a photo of the tattoo online on one occasion and shown his army colleagues a tattoo on another occasion when he was heavily drunk following a drill. The suspect, who is not named because of local privacy laws, has a criminal record, having previously been sentenced to two years in prison for a deliberately ag- or for deliberate aggravated bodily harm following a brawl at a festival in his hometown. 
Uh, the suspect expressed remorse during the trial, claiming he was both sorry and embarrassed for his past actions. He told the court, I just got in with bad company. Now I'll say neo-Nazis, probably the worst company you could get in with. <laughs> yeah. uh, for us, anything that wasn't allowed was something we gravitated towards, but we all underestimated enormously how much a mistake this was. Now, the moment you drink two bottles of whiskey and you ask your brother to tattoo your nutsack, <laughs> that that right there, no matter what you're getting tattooed on it. <laughs> it's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Yeah. you And you got to be two whiskey bottles deep to <laughs> yes. say, look, come tattoo right here. Boy. Oh, dang. Going to have to be a close friend or two. You just ain't getting anybody to do that, I would right. think. How do you? How's the tattoo legible? I don't. That's what I was going to do. Actually, how do you smooth out the skin down there? You know, well, you got to pull it taut at least, right? Even if you smooth it out, as soon as you let go, yeah, right? That's a very good point. It don't look like a swastika anymore. Yeah, no, it just it's looks like, like a, a bunch of scribbly lines. What if when you you release the skin, it turned into a star, David? <laughs> That would be the ultimate irony. You, know? you could put that on Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so uh, he said, uh, it was only when the investigation of his tattoo testicle started that he realized what nonsense the Nazi glorification was. He added, other than that, I can't give any reasonable explanation for why I did it. Real quick, it took this guy... Getting tattooed on the sure. nads and getting caught for him to realize sure. how stupid an idea that yeah, was. No. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh no, this is a bad he idea. He thought it was a great idea the whole time. Now he's sitting here saying this after it's already been said that he drank Hitler branded wine. He posted like far right stuff, neo Nazi stuff online. He got his picture made with like neo Nazi stuff, you know, and now. And then I'm caught. This is a bad idea, y'all. Yeah. Look, I realized getting a swastika tattooed on my nuts was uh, over the line. Yeah, it was <laughs> over the line. <laughs> over the line. Sorry about that. That's on me. That's on me. Hand up. I yeah. made a mistake here. Yeah. In my defense, when not pulled taut, it looks yeah. kind of like a Star David. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like if you get something tattooed on your nuts, you're permanently in the manscaping game. Like you're never <laughs> yeah, out of it, you know, for the rest of your yes. life. You gotta, you gotta. It's like cutting your sleeves off your shirt when you get a tattoo on your arm or something, <laughs> right. you know. Okay. Anyways, he also claimed that he had stopped associating with the far right eight years ago and stopped drinking heavily since his stint behind bars. He also said that the tattoo was no longer visible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he let the hair grow in. That's, <laughs> yes. that's what that's about. His lawyer, Franz Zimmerman, has said he will appeal the sentence. Uh, Austria's National Socialism Prohibition Act of 1947 mandates prison sentences for those who try to revive or glorify organizations resembling the Nazi Party. What was the name of that act again? A National Socialism Prohibition Act of 1947. Hmm. We could use a National Socialism Prohibition <laughs> Act over here. <laughs> First of all, that story's nuts, okay? Yeah, I mean, yeah it is. It's just nuts. <laughs> and... I just can't... All right, I'm not... I don't have a tattoo. You have a tattoo. I do. You know, I don't get... The reason I'm not into tattoos, number one, I'm afraid of needles. (laughs) I'm a girl. Uh, Well, I'm sorry. That is wrong. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) I am a, I'm just not tough when it comes to getting something repeatedly gouged into my skin. Right. 
but I can't think of being so into tattoos that you need to get something tattooed there. You know, <laughs> right, right. Like on your shoulder, on your back, on your arm. If you're a white girl, definitely on your wrist is where you get a tattoo. Seeing a lot of that lately, by the way. Been wanting to write about it on Facebook. <laughs> uh, like, are you officially a white girl if you don't have a tattoo on your wrist? But then I'm afraid I'll offend all the white girls who have tattoos on the wrist. It's now. never stopped you before. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> I'm trying to be better on Facebook. I'm trying to be just more or less just be funny and not hurt people's feelings. Right. Okay. I did go overboard, Dieter told me this morning, with the cartoon app. She told me I needed to stop with that, okay? I'll quit that. I also have a precious George Jones cartoon app as my profile picture right now. Um, But, yeah, I just can't imagine going, you know what's a good idea is getting anything tattooed on my nutsack, much less a swastika. I just can't imagine. I agree. I would never get a tattoo down there. Yeah. If I would, it would be like my kids' names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that would be appropriate. I think so. Eli and JoJo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I might get tattooed on my nutsack? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, squirrel. <laughs> the Cajun Curl logo. Mmm, spicy. <laughs> well, we want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice on their website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. Everything. You, everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, nuts, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blend of Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, the South's Finest Meats over on Greensboro and Tent, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurley Wallace in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by you blend the spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out on CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10. That's EOP in the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you pay full price. That's right. All right, John, would you like to hear some voicemails? Sure. Well, you can. Okay. We have no voicemails this week. Oh, all right. <laughs> Must have been a busy week for Jacqueline. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And everybody else, too. But, again, if you would like to call us and leave us a voicemail or even text us, sure. because you, apparently you can text us number two. Yeah, you could text us. We'll we read have a it. phone number, and we'll read it at the end of the show. That's right. Get your pen and paper ready. Yes. We do have some questions, though. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. 
If you would like to ask John questions, you can join our Discord, link in the show notes, and mm-hmm. you can go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff channel, Yeah, where we will ask John questions on the show, and then he will answer them correctly. That's right. Our first question comes from Warsaw, who asks, I heard that in Alabama, you cannot take a picture of a fisherman with a fish. Why not? I've never heard that. I've never heard that either. I don't think it's illegal because I know a ton of people who have had their picture made with a fish and have (laughs) taken someone's picture with a fish. So with no repercussions. Right. I suppose that's a nasty rumor. (laughs) Maybe that could be like an old law that's no longer. Sure. Like enforceable. We've got sodomy laws on the books, too. (laughs) Last time I checked, those don't get prosecuted very often. They're all kind of weird laws on everybody's books. Like I know Mm -hmm. one is you can't in Alabama, you can't pour salt on railroad tracks. That's against the law. (laughs) Dad, that's my week. That's like a good weekend for me. That's what we all do for fun around here. (laughs) Yes. Uh, moving on, Tyler B. asks, what happened to the spiral potato cutter part of the Cajun Curl ad? Okay. Um, I don't believe the spiral potato cutter is uh, readily available at this moment. Right. Yeah. They're not, I don't think they're gone per se, but in my conversations with Squirrel, and I could be getting this wrong, so if you want yeah. like the legit answer, like email him, you can sure. go to Cajun Yeah, go to the website and yeah. ask. Right. But I think uh, he got to a point where the juice wasn't worth the squeeze, so to speak. Sure. So he might get he might get them occasionally, but that is a uh, that's a rare thing. If you yeah. want a spiral potato cutter, yeah, you may have to contact him directly. That's right, and pray. Yeah, he may he may can work something out for <laughs> yes. you. I don't know. No promises on his part. Good luck. Yeah, you if you want some spiral potato cut Cajun curl chips, visit his food truck. Cajun right. Curls food mm-hmm. truck. Yeah, there you go. And you can follow that on uh, Cajun Curl food truck on Facebook. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I think he has an Instagram too. Not 100% sure. Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I probably follow it and forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Stan asked, why do we name hurricanes but not tornadoes? Well, probably because like in Alabama, we have about 80 tornadoes a year. (laughs) So it's just they don't have enough names. I don't know. (laughs) And you can only name so many tornadoes Billy Bob before you start getting them confused. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should just name the big ones that like take out and kill a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And all the other ones we don't. Just like, so it'd be easy. You know, you remember back when uh, Tornado Tiny came through and killed those 70 people or whatever, you know? Yeah. Hit that trailer park or whatever. What do you think the Tuscaloosa Tornado would call Like, if we were going to name it, well, what would know. we call it? I don't know. That's We're getting close to the line of inappropriate, Tiny. I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> we wouldn't call it Chizik's Revenge. I would, <laughs> I would just like to say, let me talk about the Tuscaloosa Tornado for a okay. second. Okay. A friend of ours, former wife, ex-wife, claimed, told me that she personally saw a ton of dead Mexican babies, her words, not mine, (laughs) that were never reported because they were illegal immigrants or whatever, all right? And she swore up and down that this was true. Well, then come to find out later on, talking with her good friend and brother, my good friend and her brother-in-law, that she wasn't even at work at the hospital that day. <laughs> but there were rumors floating around after that tornado, like crazy, like, you know, there were bodies floating in Forest Lake and all mm-hmm. kind of stuff that wasn't true. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was it was a wild several days. Yeah. No, yeah. And it killed, what, 50 people, I think? Yeah, like, no joke. Yeah, no joke. It did kill some people, right. but... Again, like you said, I was hearing all kinds of oh, stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. I was hearing that like 
It leveled Chuck E. Cheese during a birthday party. Yes, right. And then, yeah. like, uh, all these firefighters went and committed suicide because they had to clean it up. Right. I was hearing all yeah. kinds of stuff. And Stan, who asked that question, he was, like, right there at Chuck E. Cheese when it happened, if I remember him telling it, you mm-hmm. know, like, what I read. I know he was there in the middle of it when right. it happened. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was not a good scene. But also, I will never forget how big <laughs> of a liar that girl is, you know? And I'm so glad my friend's not married to her anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways. <clears throat> PaulPowers.com asked. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> when I was a Boy Scout, they made a big deal how becoming an Eagle Scout would greatly benefit your life. If you didn't make Eagle, your life would be full of unnecessary hardships. But if you made Eagle, it would open up doors of opportunity never dreamt of. Sure, you could struggle your way to become an astronaut, but as an Eagle Scout, it would open doors and straighten your paths. I unfortunately never made it to Eagle. John, what were some doors that were open for you because you got your wings? And if there weren't any doors, I'd like to hear that too. Okay. Well, I will say that um, if you are not an Eagle Scout, you are less of a man than me. First, just straight out. <laughs> I wanted to say that straight out. Okay. Um, it, it it does open a lot of doors. Like I had uh, scholarships to basically every small college in Alabama because I was an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, at the time, I was trying to become a United States Marine, and I would have entered the Marine Corps rank above all my peers who were joining at the same time. And that's true for any branch of service too. But uh, the biggest benefit that you can get from scouting Uh, And completing going through scouting and being an active scouter for a lot of times is the amount of networking opportunities that you have. All right. And that has benefited me greatly from, you know, having job offers to everything else for people that I know within scouts. Because the people who really became Eagle Scouts or whatever, uh, the large majority of those people are what society would consider successful people. Mm -hmm. And so it's the more successful people you could have in your network, the better off you will be in the long run. And you can check the percentages on astronauts. There's a high percentage (laughs) that are Eagle Scouts too. (laughs) So, I mean, it, it, you are learned a lot of, uh, skills. So, they have an astronaut in space merit badge. <laughs> Do they? They don't. <laughs> no. You <laughs> should don't. know this, Eagle. Well, they have a lot of, like, <laughs> they constantly add and take away merit badges. Right. All right? So, based on demand or, you if know. If they take away a merit badge and you've earned it, do you have to turn it back in? No. No. <laughs> Good. So here's the thing. I earned, used to, they just have marksmanship merit badge. Mm-hmm. And that encompassed rifle and shotgun shooting. All right? So, I earned that. Well, then, while I was in scouts, they split that badge into shotgun shooting merit badge and rifle shooting merit badge. They also have pistol shooting now, too. Nice. All All right. right. And so I went back and earned shotgun shooting and rifle shooting again just because it was fun, and it was Mm -hmm. two extra merit badges that I could get. So, uh, But like now they have like computer programming merit badge. Of course, that didn't exist when I was (laughs) coming up, you know? (laughs) Not in the 90s. Yeah, not in the 90s at all. (laughs) Uh, But I think that, uh, like I say, being an Eagle Scout, I, I joke like I don't, it's not that big a deal once you're an adult, you mm-hmm. know. But earning Eagle Scout is an amazing and super hard accomplishment that not a lot of people do. Yeah, you know? and not a lot of people have the necessary 
skills and fortitude to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's got a story of, well, I quit Boy Scouts at this, (laughs) you know, and that's just the way it goes. And it's super, it also is super impressive to like a bunch of outcast teenagers. (laughs) So, but if you're trying to get in good with them, (laughs) saying you made Eagle will get you in there. But as, say, like as a 45-year-old man, or I'm 44, I'll be 45 this year, if I was going to like update my resume and apply for a job, I would not list that I was an Eagle Scout <laughs> on it, you know? But I use the skills that I learned in scouting more than uh, anything I learned in college on a daily basis. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? I, see, my merit, I didn't have a lot of merit badges. Sure. I had... First aid, which I think every single scout gets that one. That's one of the first ones you earn. Yes. I had swimming. Right. I had fingerprinting. Yeah. Fingerprinting is a good one. I had orientation. Orienteering. Orienteering. <laughs> Orientation's a completely <laughs> different thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had two others. I can't yeah. even think what they were. But I'm talking more about leadership and uh, the ability to be able to deal with different people. So our scout troop growing up, Troop 45, mm-hmm. that I was in, huge scout troop at the time. I'm sure it's still pretty big. I, I don't know. But we had kids in there that went on to become Division One athletes and everything else. And here you are as like me, or here I was as a skinny like 14-year-old yeah. that had to tell a 17-year-old kid that was going to go uh, be a linebacker at the University of Memphis that he needed to come wash dishes, mm-hmm. you know? And he could easily beat me up, throw me around, do whatever he wanted to. So you but have then to he learn. wouldn't make Eagle. <laughs> no, no, no. But so you have to learn how to motivate and deal with people. Uh, and that is a huge skill that not a lot of people get uh, in life, mm-hmm. in doing whatever, you know. Like, right. And that part has benefited me more than anything else, is being able to use those skills to uh, to deal with other people, connect with other people, and and find commonalities so I can get them to do the things they need to do for mm-hmm. whatever we're doing, for whatever project we're doing to be successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say as a second-class scout sure. that not making Eagle has definitely closed a lot of doors <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to be on the golf team. Oh, yeah. That was more or less a, you just weren't part of the club, right? Yeah. Well, because I wasn't a scout. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to be on the golf team either. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I never tried to be on the golf team because I knew <laughs> my parents weren't members of the country club. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I I am a proud Eagle Scout, but uh you know, I don't. It's not like I sit around all day and and think about how I'm an Eagle Scout. No, you know, but you just bring that up and it's a, like a flex on everybody yeah, else exactly. online, right? Yes. When they didn't, well, because you know, a lot of people quit. Yeah, I hate it. I hate that you quit, Tiny. But <laughs> some people, men and women, yeah. now. Which, and I deserve to be reminded of that. Yeah. Like for the rest of my life, you, I deserve to have you say that you're an Eagle Scout. Yeah. And I'm not. You just didn't that's, have what it takes. That's what I get. That's just like I, I tried to join the Marines and they rejected me. <laughs> I was not one of the few in the proud because yeah. I'm deaf in one ear, probably from earning marksmanship, shotgun <laughs> shooting, and rifle shooting merit badge with no hearing protection. That'll do it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so uh, they get to flex on me. You yeah. Know? yeah. There you go. That's life. That's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Raytheon asks, are conjoined twins always beside themselves? <laughs> yes, I would think so. Sometimes they go head to head. True. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That got on me a little bit. Nicole asks, 
How do you deal with someone who is super annoying, but also slightly unhinged, especially if you need their continued support? Okay. This sounds like a mother-in-law. <laughs> Not mine. I have a wonderful mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say... You have to learn the art of being friendly, but not being a friend. Okay? That's a difficult thing. A lot of people have trouble with it. You learn that when you make Eagle Scout. Well, that's one of the things I learned in Scouts. (laughs) All right? It is never a bad idea to have more people who consider you to be a friend than you consider to have friends. Right? right? Okay? That's networking 101. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I would say you if they're unhinged, you uh, definitely need to be on good terms with them. But if they're annoying, you have to be distant enough with your personality that they don't consider you to be uh, a friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so make yourself a little uh, unavailable at times, but always uh, on good terms by being friendly and nice to them and kind to them. It's never a bad idea to be kind to people. But you don't want to be that so much that they think you're the only person they got, you mm-hmm. know? Right. All right. Raytheon asks, why has the band The Doors not made an album entitled Unhinged? <laughs> well, or slammed or shut or ajar? <laughs> that's funny. Uh, the Doors. Jars of Clay actually made an album called Ajar, didn't they? I have no idea. That was a joke. Okay. <laughs> they didn't. I don't know that much about Jars of Clay. <laughs> They're a super obscure Christian band from yeah. the 90s. No, I, re- I remember hearing them. <laughs> yeah. But you know my stance on Christian music. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm a him and him only guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Christian music has ruined rock and roll for a lot of people. But uh, I, I would say that uh, the Doors really haven't put out any album since Jim Morrison died. <laughs> and if you want to make a Doors fan mad, just say this sentence, which is, I really like the Doors, but I could do without Jim Morrison's drunken dribble. And they will get super mad about <laughs> yes. that. So, yeah. The Doors, they didn't quite have the tenacity that uh, Leonard Skinner had. Sure. Right. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah. you know, we just keep, let's plug his brother in here. <laughs> the yeah. show must go on. <laughs> But by the way, L.A. Woman, great song. I love, anytime L.A. Woman comes on, I will crank it. Yeah. Warsaw asks, if the average daily temperature in Antarctica is minus 60 degrees, how can it be melting? Hmm. I um, don't know. I, well, I don't first know. of all, Antarctica's not real because the Earth is flat. <laughs> Everybody knows wall. that. It's an ice wall. <laughs> yes, it's an ice wall. <laughs> also <laughs> a Nazi base, too, somehow. Yeah. And a uh, portal to the center of the earth. Yes, right. Yeah, that's where the uh, the hollow earth people live. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. I tell you what, if that ice wall melts and all the water on earth runs off the edge, yeah. we're going to be in trouble. Well, only if you're in the water, right? <laughs> well, you got to drink something, right? <laughs> well, we drink fresh water, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that fresh water comes from uh, rain, True. Which is evaporated out of the oceans. That's a good point. So That's a good point. Yeah. And glacial melt. Once we drink our ponds and our lakes dry, yeah. we're in trouble. I guess we are. Yeah. Yeah, we are. That's when we have to go in with the hollow earth people. <laughs> yes. you know? They've got it figured out down there. Uh, I don't really know. I don't I didn't know. I was unaware that Antarctica was melting. Mm-hmm. I've heard other things like glaciers and stuff are melting. But I didn't know that was Antarctica. I didn't know Antarctica was part yeah, of it. Yeah, I'm not a climatologist. No, I know um, nothing yeah. about it. No, I don't either. I'm I've 
I've really checked out on the whole global warming thing, you know? <laughs> well, it's climate change now. Okay. Well, it, yeah. it just got to be too much. And mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, I can't fool with this anymore. You know, I'm going to do my part. I'm not going to litter. I'm not going to be using up stuff unnecessarily. I'm going to turn the water off when I'm brushing my teeth. Yeah, I do that. But that's because I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. <laughs> But I'm not I'm not one of those people that'll soap up and then turn the water off in the shower. You know, those people are they're they're psychopaths. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I guess that'll about do it. Okay. For questions this week. As we come to the close of the show, there's one more thing we need to do, John. Yes, there is. We need to thank our patrons. We thank you all so much. We would like to specifically by name thank those at the 10 or above tier. Sure. Those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Warsaw, yeah. Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Thomas Williams, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox. That's right. A.K.A. Mick Will. Mick Will. Thank you all so much for your support. Uh, And also for your continued patronage of this stellar five-star podcast. That's right. (laughs) Award-winning. Let's just start saying we're award-winning, you know? Like, we don't have to specify an award. Yeah, I award our podcast the best podcast (laughs) award. Didn't your mom give us an award? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Look, I would say everyone should have a mom like mine, (laughs) because everything I do, my mom is like, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) And you want to talk about a confidence boost? I mean, it is amazing. You know, I get a text from her once in a while, just be like, I love you. You're handsome. You're a good boy and all that. And it just, I mean, I'm walking on sunshine for the rest of the day. So (laughs) if you would like to jump on that Patreon train, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earth oddity, where we have- Content, buddy. I'm going to tell you what. This week, you're going to get some content. Yes. It's not your pastor's uh, Patreon content. If the pastor ever joins, we're about to shut it down. (laughs) People are like, where did all the old episodes go? Uh, anyway, that you can find that over at, uh, I said that already, patreon.com slash earthoddity. You sign up at the $5 tier, you get yeah. an extended show every single week. Sure. Once a month, you get an all-exclusive patrons-only podcast. That's, That's right. Patreon.com slash earthoddity. Extend your oddity. Extend it. Speaking of extensions, what we got coming up in the extension? Well, I have already forgotten, so let me pull this up. Oh, oh yeah, I have a couple who uh, got in a little trouble for doing the dirty on a playground. Okay. At a playground. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, right? Uh, I remember hearing stories when I was in elementary school. <laughs> when, when, when we get in the Patreon, we'll talk about the weirdest places we've ever made love, okay? All right? I would, I'm just curious, okay? All right. Uh, I've got a story about a woman uh, getting stuck in a chair. Okay. While making content. All right. For a specific audience. Okay. On the internet. <laughs> Help me, stepbrother. <laughs> okay. You got anything else to say before we end this free show? No, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I said no, and then I started talking, by the <laughs> That's way. That's fine. Yeah, I don't have much to say. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love y'all. Shout out to Major Spiller, who asked me this week if I was going to put an incident at work that happened at work on the podcast. I decided not to, so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> not even in the patron section. Not even in the patron section. We're just letting that whole <laughs> thing die. It's, right. it's going to die. 
You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're on them all. CastBox, that's that's true. Yeah. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We got some show art on Instagram. That's right. You can check that out at underscore earthoddity on Instagram. <laughs> Shout out to Stan for a promoted online West Alabama podcast <laughs> comment <laughs> yes. this week, which I clicked on thinking it was a real thing, and it's not. So. Dog. Yeah. I was like, man, we should get in good with that. <laughs> we should. We also have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? Okay, it is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. Please call. Yeah, or text. Yeah, or text. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons, we're here. And we're going to talk about the weirdest places we've ever made love. (laughs) And, And... I'm sure Tiny's is way better than mine. <laughs> <laughs>